Good morning. Welcome to Eastern Shore Baptist Church's podcast. My name is Stuart Davidson. I'm so thrilled that you have decided to tune in this week. I certainly hope that today's message will be both encouraging to you, but also I pray that it will be convicting. You can find out more about our church by visiting www.myesbc.net. God bless you and look forward to seeing you soon at church. Friends, this morning I'm going to share with you what I believe are some exciting tidbits of news for you, and I pray that you'll find them encouraging. I don't know if you've picked up on the theme of the day, but it's praise. You've heard that word several times today. We're going to be praising the Lord for all the great things that He has done and will continue to do. By the way, I praise the Lord each and every day that I get to wake up and be the pastor here at Eastern Shore Baptist Church. I was up in Birmingham earlier this week, and we've been preparing for a a pastor's conference. It's going to be uh, at First Baptist Church of Trustful and had the opportunity to listen to several pastors from all around the state of Alabama. And, and sadly, there are pastors uh, that pastored their churches that aren't thankful uh, that they're there. Did y'all know that? That's hard to believe, isn't it? But I'm thankful uh, to be the pastor here at Eastern Shore Baptist Church and to hopefully be a good shepherd and be a good inspiration to you of what it looks to uh, be close to Jesus. And I pray that you'll follow me as I follow Christ as Paul did and as Paul encouraged uh, his followers. But I want to share with you some exciting news. Today I'm I'm going to relay to the best of my ability this morning the state of Eastern Shore Baptist Church, and maybe you're wondering exactly what a state of the church address looks like. Well, I'll kind of give you an illustration. The other day, actually last week, I went to the doctor, and while I was there, uh, she asked me lots of different questions. Uh, she asked me, one, how was I feeling? Uh, she asked me, well, what hurts? And she asked me, are you feeling sick? Are you feeling ill? And then she sort of gave me some numeric values of health. Uh, she put me on a scale. She measured my blood pressure. She measured my oxygen intake. She measured my pulse rate. These are all things that good doctors do. And at the end of that appointment, she gave me sort of a, a state of Stuart address. Stuart, let me tell you how you're really doing. Now, for the most part, it was pretty positive. I'm in pretty good health. Things are going well. Uh, but at the same time, at the end of that conversation, she also told me some things that she thought Uh, Stuart could do better on. And so I've got some work ahead of me, to say the least. Uh, But that's essentially uh, what we're going to be uh, doing here this morning. So before we begin our our spiritual checkup of the church, let's discover first what the church actually is. Because I want everybody to understand the terminology uh, that we're dealing with first off. When most people think of the church, their minds automatically come to buildings, okay? So when you drive by Eastern Shore Baptist Church, you think of our sanctuary, you think of the classrooms, you think of the chapel or the gymnasium, you think of a physical buildings. That's not a bad thing uh, because buildings uh, are the, the physical manifestation of the church. However, the building is not the church. I mean, again, we'll talk about some of these scriptures here in just a moment. Uh, maybe if you don't think of a building as being the church, you might think of programs being the church. Sort of all of the activities and the ministries, that is the church. And that's incorrect as well. A program uh, can be an indication of an active church. 
A program can be, or a ministry can be an indication of a thriving church, but a program and a building, neither one of those things are the church. So what is the church? So when I say we're going to have a state of the church this morning, what term am I actually trying to define? Well, to the best definition that I could find, the church is the people of God who've been saved through repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. So it's the people of God who've been saved by faith and in repentance in Jesus Christ and have been incorporated into his body through baptism within the Holy Spirit. So that is the church. So that's not a building. It's not a program. It's a little more specifically defined. Now, I'm going to throw out some uh, seminary terms for you. For, so those of you that like Theology 101, uh, I want to under, help you understand that the church has an origin and an, or, uh, and an orientation, if you will. The church is doxological, okay, meaning that it's oriented to the glory of God. So while we are here, we are here to give God glory in everything that we do, in everything that we say, in every ministry, and in every building, everything that we do goes to the glory of God, which is obvious. That's what our uh, capital fundraising campaign is, because we want to give God the glory. It's also logocentric. Our church is logocentric, meaning that it's centered on the incarnate Word of God, Jesus Christ, and the inspired Word of God as Scripture. We believe that God's Word is foundationally true. We believe that God's Word is foundationally without error, meaning that it's perfectly written, perfectly put together, and that it is the perfect place, one, to find salvation, the redemption of sin, but it's also the perfect place to find guidance in any situation that you may find yourself in. God's word brings comfort to the believer, but it also brings conviction to the believer. That is where our church is today. We don't base our theology, we don't base our beliefs on any other work outside of the Bible, period. Here's another really fancy seminary word. The church is also pneumodynamic. Pneumodynamic. This means it is created, gathered, gifted, and empowered by the Holy Spirit. So it's not Stuart Davidson that gives you power or provides you a spiritual gift. All of that comes through the work of the Holy Spirit once you accept Christ as your Savior Savior, and you begin to be obedient to God's Word. The Holy Spirit empowers you to do the work of God in your life. Everything that takes place here, good, it happens not because of a sermon, not because of anything uh, that man can do. Anything good that happens here happens through the power of the Holy Spirit and we should be very grateful for that. The church is comprised of two things, two things. There is the universal church, which is everyone everywhere who has ever accepted Christ as their Savior. And then there is the local church. Now, this morning, we're going to be specifically talking about the local church. We are the local church. Local churches are led by pastors who you might call elders. They are served by deacons which I'm very thankful for our deacon body. And I can honestly tell you that in the nearly eight years that I have been here, I have never, ever felt dictated to by our deacon body. 
I've never been told to create a program, to preach a sermon. I I have only had men that have had the the strong desire to serve the body of believers and also to encourage their pastor. Very thankful for that. Not very many pastors can say that, but I can. So we are led by pastors, served by deacons. We possess and pursue purity and unity. That's what I pray for in our church, unification. We exercise church discipline when necessary. And some people think, well, you know, we don't see church discipline. Well, church discipline is not meant to view. (laughs) Thankfully, if we've ever had to have church discipline, it's never really gotten out of an office. Thankfully, we've had men and women who have been able to humble themselves to church discipline. It's never gotten very public. And so I'm very thankful for that. We also develop strong connections with other churches, which we have. And we also celebrate the ordinances of baptism and communion. Uh, for the first time, actually, last week, I believe that we celebrated both ordinances. well, at least since I've been here. For the first time last week, we celebrated both ordinances in one service, which was really cool. We are equipped by the Holy Spirit with spiritual gifts for ministries, And these communities regularly gather together. We worship the triune God. We believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We proclaim God's word. We engage non-Christians with the gospel. We are here to be evangelical disciplers. We are to disciple our members, care for people through prayer and ministry, which we do very regularly. And we stand for, uh, we stand both for uh, far, excuse me, for, for, we stand against the world. Pardon my tongue-tiedness there. We stand against the world. The church is the body of Christ, which he is the head. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 22 through 23 says, And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body. That's us. We are the body. The fullness of him who fills everything in every way. The body of Christ is made up of believers in Jesus from the day of Pentecost, which is in Acts chapters 2, until Christ's return, which we are in the middle of right now. That is the church. It's us, which Christ is the head. So as a member of the local church, which is Eastern Shore Baptist Church, what is our mission? You can follow along with me, if you will, on your order of worship. One, our uh, theme here at Eastern Shore Baptist Church is showing, growing, and going. That's been what we've been about since the day one that I arrived. That's probably what we've been about since long before I arrived. I just put three words to it. Showing, growing, and going. And we take that from Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. Let me read it to you. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as he had any need. And day by day... Attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to their number day by day. So when you think about showing, growing, and going, the showing there is evangelism. We show Christ by sharing Christ. 
We want our community, we want our world, we want our our country to know of the glory of Jesus Christ by physically and verbally sharing Jesus everywhere that we go. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 6, whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. You You could substitute the word walked with taught. We ought to be walking and talking in the same way that Jesus walked and talked. We ought to be showing Christ everywhere that we go. When you think about growing, that gives me a mental image of discipleship and fellowship, which we dedicate ourselves to here almost every single day. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, listen to what Paul says. And what have you heard from me in the presence of many witnesses? Entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Paul had this concept of the things that the Holy Spirit was teaching Paul, he was also entrusting to Timothy. And Timothy was to be entrusting to other men. And so started this chain of discipleship and growth and fellowship, which, by the way, today, we are the beneficiaries of that model. And we are to be doing the exact same thing, growing and making disciples. And we provide many opportunities to do that here at Eastern Shore Baptist Church. And then lastly, we are a going church. We are about missions and ministry here. And that was one area where I felt when I first arrived, this is something that we can can do better on. And we have done better on, which you're going to hear about in just a moment. We've had literally hundreds of people come to know Jesus Christ, both locally through this church, but also globally and, and nationally. We've been leading people, making converts of Jesus. In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, Listen to what the prophet said. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and whom will go for us? And then I said, Here am I, send me. Friends, that's what we're about here. We want to equip every single one of you to be able to have a mission adventure. Whether that mission experience is here in Daphne or Spanish Fort or Fairhope or anywhere else on the eastern shore. Or if you feel led by the Lord to go even further out, you've got opportunities there as well. Our church has given many opportunities where anybody, anybody for free or for money to be able to go and share Jesus Christ with the world. So now that we know what the church is, the church is us, it's me and you, it's the physical physicality here, not just a building or a program. And now that we know what our mission is, it's showing, growing, and going, let me provide for you sort of where we are the state of our church. Let's talk about the music ministry for just one moment. I'm very proud of Tony and love Tony. Tony was, uh, I believe, maybe my second hire here at Eastern Shore Baptist Church, and he does a fantastic job. Uh, just now, let me, let me sort of pick up for you where I'm, I'm coming from, because I've done this earlier this year. So when I think about the jump-off point for the state of the church, I'm talking from the very beginning of May to where we are today, okay? So that's a pretty good window of time. Okay, so since May, Tony has uh, taken our students on a mission trip uh, to Baltimore, Maryland. It was the largest mission trip that our church, to my knowledge, and Brian can correct me, that we've ever taken at any one time. We had 95 people go on that mission trip to Baltimore, Maryland. 95 students. By the way, we not only had our students go, but we also partnered, because that's a part of who we are, with other churches as well. We partnered with First Baptist Church of Fairhope, our sister church right down the road from us, what we love. 
And we also partner with First Baptist Church of Birmingham. We're looking to, to create new partnerships in our music ministry as well as we continue to move forward. But 95 young people, 95 people went on this mission experience. Our adult choir musical, which we had in August, if you remember, was a powerful time. Remember you had your yard signs out there? It was an unbelievable experience. And in the middle of the summertime, as church attendance generally wanes and falls off here on the Eastern Shore, we had a huge pop of growth. We had 620 people here for that adult choir musical. That's 620 people that were exposed to the gospel. So how does that compare to a year earlier? Uh, It only beats it by about 150 people in the same service from year to year. Isn't that awesome? That's phenomenal. We had our Christmas and August event, and, and in that period of time from May into where we are right now, Tony's had five new choir members, which is exceptional growth. Look at our mission ministry. Very proud of our mission ministry and our missions team. We took several mission trips from May to where we are today. Listen to some of these results. We had a Vermont mission trip where we had nearly 20 people go on that trip. It was a family trip. We had children as young as nine years old all the way to really old uh, as uh, Bryant. I mean, that's really old. Really super old. We had nearly 20 folks go on that trip. And on this trip, and this ought to get a round of applause, we had nine salvations happen on that trip. We also took a a trip to Haiti. It was a smaller group. About five people went on that trip. But while they were in uh, in Haiti, uh, they had not nine salvations. They had 11 salvations from that trip. Is that not awesome? Very excited about our sewing servants ministry. I am not a, a sewer, uh, but I do appreciate the servants that we have there that, uh, that, that make all kinds of different things for different places. But our sewing servants completed two major projects, and they meet every single month. Our Eastern Shore Builders, again, you see uh, these images that pop up on Facebook or on social media, and you've probably seen some pictures there. But our Eastern Shore uh, Builders, they, they completed since May to now, they've completed 10 wheelchair ramps in that time, ministering to some of the most down-and-out people that you could ever possibly meet, sharing Christ as they go. It's an amazing, amazing uh, ministry. Now, this is, uh, I asked Bryant to tell me, uh, to tabulate how many people in that period of time have participated in ministries, even if it was repeat people. And this is what he said. He said that we've had more than 400 people involved in missions since May. 400 people. Isn't that awesome? So let me come to our next spot. We've got building and grounds. And I, I will tell you this, uh, probably one of the, the busiest ministries that we've had here at our church uh, in, in that period of time has been our building and grounds ministry. Let me share with you some things that have been taking place. We've been updating our IT, our internet technology here at Eastern Shore Baptist Church is growing. And man, it is doing an awesome, awesome thing. We're hoping to have Wi-Fi everywhere. Not just Wi-Fi like you can see it, but Wi-Fi that you can actually use, which would be really helpful. By the way, have you ever been someplace where you, where you get on your tablet or you get on your phone, you're like, oh, free Wi-Fi, and you hop on and it's nothing happens? 
Uh, we've got some spots around our church where that's the case. It's not going to be that case for very long. We've completely upgraded. We've pulled in really, really fast internet lines uh, here into our church, and we're going to be broadcasting uh, Wi-Fi, uh, and it's going to be phenomenal, which, by the way, is going to help us broadcast our services on Sunday morning. I don't know if you know this, but we've been broadcasting our, our church services through YouTube for a long, long time now. And, and did you know this? I actually went back and looked at the analytics. So I went back and looked as to how many people are tuning in per week uh, to our services. And we average about 50 views on the internet watching our services going all over the world, all over the world. We've got services, by the way, that have been viewed more than a thousand times on, on YouTube. And it's really, really phenomenal. Well, when we talk about upgrading our Wi-Fi, we're going to be able to have really stable broadcasts uh, moving forward. The children's building has been renovated. The top floor of the children's building has been completely remodeled, completely renovated. New floor, new ceiling, new lights, new paint, the whole deal. And it looks tremendous. We've installed a, a new double convection oven in the gymnasium. And it is awesome. It looks like a plane. You could fly it out of the room. It's wonderful. Have you noticed our canopy over here at our office entrance? It's a brand new, wonderful canopy. It's there for uh, our members that are disabled or handicapped or just members that don't want to walk in the rain. Okay, it's there for you, and we hope that you enjoy it. By the way, all of the work, well, I say all, most, I'd say 90% of the work that's been done uh, all of these renovations has been done by ESBC members volunteering their time, uh, using their talents and gifts. And because of their volunteerism, we have saved thousands upon thousands of dollars. And so I just want to, if you've volunteered, if you've hammered a nail, if you've painted a wall, can I just say thank you for that? You've done a phenomenal job. The church, by the way, Goodness, folks, y'all have been giving like crazy. You've been giving like crazy. Let me, let me uh, help you see what you've done. Since this period of time, May to now, the church has given nearly $40,000 to renovate the children's building and another $7,000 for ovens and another $14,000 for canopies. Nearly $61,000 has been raised in that short window of time. Is that not awesome? That is really awesome. Thank you. I don't know if you've realized, but this is actually one of the only rooms in the church that is not lit by LED lights. There is a plan in 2019 to change these lights to, to LEDs and kind of progressively as we move forward. But every other room, every other space here in our church has transitioned over to LED lights. Now you think, well, I mean, big deal. I mean, how much could that possibly save? Well, from what Building and Grounds has told me that over the past two years, this change in LED lighting to what we are, or the change from incandescent to LED lighting has saved some $37,000 in power bills over the last two years. That's incredible. It's incredible. Let me talk to you about our senior adult ministry. We had a Southern Grilled Gospel and Patriotic service this summer. They, those were the largest attended services 
uh, of any summer event that we offered. They were so well attended, by the way, on January the 6th, we're going to have another Southern, uh, another Southern Gospel Night uh, here at our church, and it's going to be awesome. Our senior sounds have just now reorganized and started practicing again. They've been visiting nursing homes and assisted living facilities uh, there have been a trip that there's a trip that's planned for Pigeon Forge for our senior adults coming up. Uh, our luncheons have returned. I hope that I know a lot of you were at our last luncheon. Was that not incredible? By the way, our last luncheon was amazing. Uh, so make sure you plan to attend. And our senior Sunday, if you look at the growing life group classes here at our church, inevitably most of them are senior adult oriented. Uh, we've got classes right now that are averaging 45 people every single week. And so I'm really excited about our senior adult ministry, and John has done a tremendous job. Our Voyager Children's Ministry, by the way, that's the new name of of our children's ministry here at Eastern Shore Baptist Church. Our Voyager Children's Ministry has had a phenomenal summer. Uh, VBS was amazing. Uh, We had 200 kids uh, participate in Vacation Bible School, and we had over 100 volunteers in that time as well. And get this, seven children came to know Jesus Christ through our Vacation Bible School. How awesome. It's been a great, great time. And I think we've baptized a majority of those young people as well. I still have one more to dunk. (laughs) We've had the first ever back-to-school bash. There were several events, numerous events for children uh, and including Wednesday night missions programs. And we've, all, we've actually started back here just recently with our, our music and missions program with our children's choir. By the way, our children's choirs are awesome. They're incredible. And so I, I pray that you'll get them here, uh, get your grandchildren and children here for our children's choir as well uh, that are meeting on Wednesday nights. Man, our youth ministry, between Will and between Josh, my goodness, they are just doing an awesome job Uh, Replicate, which is our name for our student ministry, our Replicate on Wednesday night started from what Josh has told me, and I've been over there to witness it with my own eyes. When they kicked Replicate back off on Wednesday night, they had the most students that Josh has ever had in five years. In five years. Our student ministry is really growing. Josh took our students to camp this year to Centrifuge, and he had 40 kids on that trip, and on the, at 10% of them, this is pretty amazing, 10%, four students gave their lives to Jesus Christ. Is that not awesome? Proud of Travis Higginbotham. He is helping uh, with our student praise band. He's got 10 students and training them to be lead worshipers, and we've got several events and day trips that took place during the summertime. Josh has done a fantastic job, so thank you guys. Let me talk to you a little bit about our education ministry. Um, there, we've, we've sort of taken a class and we've sort of made it a new class, and that just started last week, so we're excited about that. We also have a, a, a potential new unit that's going to be coming online in January. We're very excited about that as well. Eastern Shore University continues to grow and thrive And during the semester of ESBCU, we've got four teachers that have never taught an ESBCU before. So we're trying to find new teachers and train them up uh, so that they can disciple us. There's numerous classes that are creative in nature, theological in approach, and centered around fellowship and creating disciples. Sunday morning life groups continue to grow and expand. And there's a life group class for each age, ranging from nursery and bed babies to the oldest person among us. 
I'd like to say a special appreciation for Josh Rabin. Josh and I have been tag teaming uh, education ministry now for a little over a year. And I appreciate his help in, in creating all of these new educational opportunities. We've also hired a new personnel staff here at our church. Many of you remember Ann Fisk. Ann uh, resigned and took a job with the city of Daphne, a full-time job. And so that left us without a financial secretary for a brief period of time. And since then, we've hired a, a, a lady named Karen Ingram. And Karen has come to our church staff, and she is doing a bang-up job. I mean, a really, really terrific job. Just some other info for you. Our attendance throughout the summer has been pretty steady, which we're grateful for. Uh, summer is always hard to find a steady attendance as people grow, uh, leave and vacate and come back. And, and so we're very thankful that our attendance has been relatively steady. Now, this is really the cool part I, I'm excited to, to share with you. Since May, we've had 20 new members. That's pretty awesome, right? 20 new members. Since May, we've had nine baptisms. That's pretty amazing. Now this is, go ahead, thank you, that's awesome. So I keep track of every single person that I visit, whether that be in a nursing home, assisted living, hospital, or, or these kind of things. I also keep track of the folks that our staff goes to visit as well. I keep an active list of that on my computer at work so I can give you a, a really accurate count. Now, just wrap your head around some of these numbers because it lets you know how hard your staff is working to minister to the needs as well. So since May, uh, your ESBC staff has made 270 hospital visits. 270 hospital visits since May. We've made visits 162 times to homebound and nursing home and assisted living uh, facilities, 162 visits. That is staggering. And we've made 102 rehab visits. That is awesome. Aren't you glad for your church staff? Isn't that amazing? So I've shared with you, boy, you're doing great, right? But now it's time to get on the scale. I was doing great until I got on the scale. Let me tell you what the scale says. So I, I don't want to sit here and say everything's great. We, we all know that the church is not perfect. Uh, so we've got some areas of improvement. When I, when I was writing this, I, I, I had my wife review it because I just kind of wanted her opinion. And I said, uh, so it was positives and then I had negatives. And Angela said, don't, don't say negatives. That's bad. And, and she said, you should say opportunities for improvement. I said, okay, I'll do opportunities for improvement. No problem. So let me give you a couple areas where we can improve. Um, currently, our church is behind in giving uh, to the tune of about $80,000, um, which is a little ahead of where we were last year, about $10,000 by last count from what uh, our brother Ed Councilman has told me. So we're behind in giving about $80,000 that's about $10,000 more than we were at this time last year, which when you're looking at a $1.4 million budget, being behind $10,000 from where we were last year is a fairly minuscule uh, percentage. However, it is concerning, and it is an area that we need to improve upon. But, you know me, people that know me don't know that I won't stay a negative for very long or opportunities for improvement very long. When you think about how far behind we are, but yet you look at how much money that we've taken in to the tune of $61,000 for capital improvements here at our church, uh, we've actually done rather well. I mean, that, that's pretty amazing. But here, let me just say this as, a pa as your pastor. When we talk about capital improvements and capital giving, there's an understanding here that capital improvement is not a tithe. 
We don't expect you to take your tithe and say, well, I'm going to shift my tithe over to capital development fund or, or to capital improvement uh, uh, funds or projects. We expect, at least the way I try to practice in my own personal life, is we have a tithe that we give to our church. And then Angela and I, we take over and above our tithe and give to these other projects uh, that are going on. So as we move forward and we talk about raising money for capital improvement, capital development, help us keep our giving on track, on budget, okay? But if you feel God compel you to say, you know what, the children's ministry area is the future of our church, and we need to make sure that that stays improved and online, give above and beyond what you would normally give. So, yes, we're behind $80,000, $10,000 more than where we were last year, but we've also taken in $61,000 that we didn't try to raise last year. So it's good, but there definitely is some opportunities for us to do better. So we need you to, to give to the general offering of the Eastern Shore Baptist Church. You can give in many different ways. You can give online, card in the pew. You can write a cash check, put it in the offering plate. You can come to the church during the week and give. Uh, the church accepts more than just cash, by the way. We take all kinds of stuff. Uh, the church accepts more than cash. We've taken all sorts of financial gifts. We've taken stocks and bonds and CDs and inheritances, by the way, that people can leave. Uh, in the past, uh, we've used all of those gifts to fund kingdom work here at Eastern Shore Baptist Church. We just need our, our, our church folks to give and, and really give generously. So why should you give? Well, Jesus talks more about giving than anything else. Did you know that? He talks more about giving than anything else. Jesus gave, if you remember, both to Caesar and to the temple. He expected his followers to give. Jesus went so far as to give his own life for us. Throughout Jesus' ministry, we continue to see examples of, of the giving nature of Christ. It's easy to say that if you want to have the nature of Christ, then you should learn to give, because Jesus was a giver. The 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, Each one must gift as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God what? What does God do? Loves a cheerful giver. Be a cheerful giver. I mean, didn't you just hear all the tremendous things that are going on here at our church? We're able to do those things because you give. If you don't give, that's going to severely reduce our effectiveness and our ability to minister to the community. So, so the area of financial giving is one concern. I mean, it's a legitimate concern. And we need to pray about what we can do to fix that, to right that ship starting today. Here's the other area. Have you ever heard that statement that, 20% of the people are doing 80% of the work. My, my figures may be off. Maybe 10% of the people are doing 90% of the work. While that's not necessarily true of the folks here at Eastern Shore Baptist Church, we're always in need of volunteers. We're always in need of volunteers. We need volunteers to aid in our children's ministry. We need help in our nursery. We need workers in youth ministry. We need more participants to help with building renovations and wheelchair ramps. We need new choir members. We need old choir members that are sitting out in the pews to pray about using the musical gifts that God has given to them and get back in the choir. I see Joanne nodding her head. We need the, the whole church. We need the whole church to mobilize to meet the needs of Eastern Shore Baptist Church. Now, some of you, us, you know, we've got bona fide excuses. Well, I can't do that, Pastor. I, 
I'd love to volunteer, but I, I can't do that. Friend, let me tell you. Randy Stembridge has been laying in a bed for a month with a neck brace on. And Randy did the most simple act of volunteerism, which is pick up a phone, call someone, and pray for them. <laughs> simple. If that's all you can do, that's enough. Do that. But I, I really believe if we want our church to grow, we've got to get out of the pews, and we've got to serve, no matter what our age is, no matter what our excuse is. You know, some of us, I, I've heard every excuse in the book. Well, I didn't like what that preacher said behind the pulpit, therefore I'm not going to help. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I get it. But you know what? That's not between you and the preacher that you're not helping. That's between you and God that you're not helping. And, and so I promise you, I'm going to say things sometimes that I don't even mean to say that might offend you, and I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend. I don't get up here. I don't pray and prepare sermons to offend. But I will say this, if it's something that I've done that makes you not help, again, that's not between me and you, that's between you and the Lord. We need your help. So we need people to help, people to volunteer. We're always wanting to start new units and life groups, by the way. It's a twofold need. First, we need some of our larger classes. People that are in larger classes, hear me out, this may offend you. We need people in some of our larger classes to agree to expand to two classes. If you are in a huge class, what you're really doing is, is you're creating a cocoon around your class that one day it won't be able to grow anymore. And, and again, when your class doesn't grow, guess what else doesn't grow? The church doesn't grow. So we need some of our large classes to really begin to pray about expanding to two classes. Okay, so this is a, a two-fold need. If we have two classes, that means we need qualified teachers to step forward in faith to teach these new units. And life groups, by the way, are our main source of assimilation here at our church is how people are grafted in. This year, this year alone, we've only started one new unit. Folks, that ain't good. If we've only started one new unit uh, in, in, in life groups in a year, that, that's not positive. That, that is a negative. And so we need to create some new opportunities for growth by creating some new classes. Life groups give a sense of belonging and, and connection and family. This is, by the way, life groups are the lifeblood of our church. And we need new teachers, new leaders, new witnesses to see that vision of, hey, you know, I'm not here just to grow a class. I'm here to grow the church. And I can do that through life group classes. While our women's ministry continues to flourish, our men's ministry is in desperate need of leadership. We need men to, to step forward with a desire to disciple younger men. And lastly, I would say this, we need a, a greater emphasis on outreach and evangelism. Each week we provide opportunities through Eastern Shore Baptist Church University to visit prospects, to pray for visitors, to share the gospel. If we don't have enough visitors, we go to hospitals, we go to nursing homes, we go to assisted living facilities to pray for people that need prayer and to touch people that need touching and, and hug people that need hugging. It's a tremendous ministry. And we meet right out here in the foyer uh, of our church every single Sunday night during Eastern Shore University at 5 o'clock to go out and to meet these folks and to love on them and share the gospel with them. So in conclusion, I'll share this. So all in all, just from me to you, all in all, I think we're doing fantastic. 
Okay, I really do. I feel like our church is moving forward. I feel like we've got a great direction. I feel like we've got great people. Uh, We are seeing people come to Christ everywhere we go, whether that be on mission trips or even here. And I believe that is really the ultimate sign of uh, of God's Holy Spirit moving in a really unique and powerful way. So I really believe that we're doing very good. People are joining our church. People are staying here. People are making decisions to follow Christ. People are accepting Christ in all of our missional efforts. And yes, there is room for improvement, and we need to give more. We need to have more financial resources, but we also need greater volunteerism within our church as well. So I really believe that our checkup today, for the most part, is really good. But I hope that you've heard some of these areas where we can improve upon. And I pray that the church will be the church. Not be a program, not be a building, but be the body of Christ with Jesus as our head and the Holy Spirit directing us and guiding us. Will you bow your heads and pray with me this morning?